When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth Shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make Shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. Another day is here, and you're ready for it. What to wear? Check. Breakfast, lunch, and dinner? Check. Planning for what's next and how to save for it? That's where Bank of America can help. For your financial to-dos, Bank of America has experts ready to help get you closer to your goals. Get started at one of our local financial centers or 24-7 in our mobile banking app. Find a location near you at bankofamerica.com slash talk to us. What would you like the power to do? Mobile banking requires downloading the app and is only available for select devices. Message and data rates may apply. Bank of America and a member FDIC. Oh, what's going on, everybody? Welcome to episode 173 of Flow Wrestling Radio Live. I'm your host, Christian Piles, joined as always by my mainest and whitest collarist man, Willie Saylor. Willie, how was your weekend? You went nowhere, right? I went nowhere. Stayed home, watched wrestling. Actually, I went to my I went to Sion's house Friday. Oh. Any, just, do you have any good Sion stories? No, but he made well he called he called Pup Simmons puppy again. And and he for sure uh, says he doesn't care that he gets a name wrong. wrong. He just keeps going with it. Pfar. We're so we're <laughs> waiting. We're waiting for the Iowa. We're waiting for the. So this is what happened. Um, you can't get Big Ten Network down here if you're on Time Warner slash Spectrum or some 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 other thing. I called. I called to get it. They were like, you have to switch cable plans or something. Time. Time Warner got bumped by Spectrum. Anyway, it's, it was a goofy thing. So Sion's like, come over here. So uh, I go over to Sion's, and uh, he made food for, like, a village. He, he has this big old house. For all of Jamaica. He, he, he has this big old house, and there's, like, 12 people in there. There's, like, there's like 12 of his buddies there. Not 12, six. And uh, You're so sensationalizing. Massive amounts of food, which was excellent, by the way. And uh, so we're waiting for the Iowa Penn State match to start, and I'm watching Minnesota, um, Nebraska, and he looks over, he goes, huh, "Pfar's in overtime." <laughs> like, yes, he was. Pfar is in overtime. Studebaker. Oh, did he try Studebaker? He didn't try. He didn't attempt to Studebaker. No. We gotta get him up. We should try. We should have just a show, a segment, names with Sion. Yeah. Phonetics with Sion. <laughs> Puppy Simmons. PFAR. PFAR. McCutcheson. McCutcheson eked it out against Cash Wilkies. Yeah, the Husker the Huskers had good their ninety seven Studebaker pushed overtime with far. And then and then Jensen overtime with uh Krells. All right. And the- then Lambert backpack backpack Lezak. Yeah. Did you he, see that? He was kinda no. Unfortunately, yeah. He, uh, Lezak was on top, and Lambert was like trying to get hit separation and, and swimming and around. Eventually, he did, and he and he stuck him. So there was, you know, obviously we're going to talk a lot about Iowa, um, Iowa Penn State duel, but 
that was a that was an interesting bout or that interesting result. I think there were four or five at the time, or five and six. Um, Lambert was down around eight or so, but now he has two wins over Lezak this year. And um, I, I think what it does is it says there's there's clear division from the top three and everyone else. Right. Yeah. Gilman, Dance, Soriano, and I think we saw Soriano. What you can put him on that tier right now. Yeah. Um, it's more that tier is kind of confirmed after that match. Right, and then. And then Lambert is four, and this is something like uh, Lambert, Lezak, Cruz. Right. Yep. Clear, so clear division there, in in my opinion, and uh, a lot of inconsistency, for sure. Right. Well, yeah, you know, is it inconsistency or is it parody? Mm-hmm. In that next tier of one twenty five, I would say parody with that with that group. I would say it's parody. I think they're all pretty similar. Yeah. Lezak, Cruz, so, Lambert. So Christian. Um, Christian invited me to look at the spreadsheet as he's doing rankings yesterday, and it prompted me to. I, I don't. I don't do anything with the rankings, right? I just. I just like to look at them as Christian's making decisions, and um, one thing. I, so as a result, I tweeted, "Man, it's a pretty thin year this year," mm-hmm. which I don't think you necessarily agree with. I've I've said it all year oh. that it is a thin it is year. a thin year, but you were like. Name one, but then you were then you made it like name one weight that's good, two weights that are good. I was like, there's some good weights. There's some real. Yeah, there's some. Eighty four is good, right? I think seventy four is really good. Yeah, no, there's some good weights. There's just, there's just, and it, it happens in high school too. It's like when you take out the seniors. This is a different case, but when you take out the seniors in high school, every April or May, right? I take out the I take out the seniors, mm-hmm. and then you get a new twenty, and it's like. Country stink. This this it's gonna be a down year for this country, you know, in high school wrestling. It's not. They fill in, right? It it ends up being a new crop. You're just not used to seeing them as much. But it, this year in college, it just seems like I don't know. It seems like you hit number four and they're not an AA. Well, I I think that's I think AA is a little little misleading. Yeah, Nick Serrano is not all American. No, he's a um, well, I, I mean, I certainly understand that Nick Soriano. Well, my my be. point is, you you sent that tweet out. I'm like, okay, there aren't guys ranked third that are all Americans, but there's probably guys ranked sixth, seventh, and eighth that are. Like they're just being passed by guys that are even better. If you're gonna make all American the standard and then look at three, okay, yeah, Nick Soriano is not all American, but Darian Cruz is, but Connor Utzi is, um, Dylan Peters is. So there's three guys that are behind three. That are all Americans. I could do that for every weight. I guarantee it. I, I'm not. Yeah. I, I guess I can't um, quantify it. I can't. I can't. I can't put a finger on why I think it's down. I just. I look at like a number twelve guy in some ways. I'm like, he's just. I can't. This guy's ranked twelfth in the country. Yeah. Like Brian Murphy, shots fired. He's ranked twelfth right now. Okay, some wow. weights. Right, some weights good. Wow. I mean, okay. All I don't want to. Michigan. So what, essentially, what you're gonna do is you're gonna make me call people out, right? No, no, no. There are some. There's some weights. There's some guys that are ranked tenth in the country, and I'm like, no offense, but I cannot believe this guy's ranked tenth in the country. Yeah. Yeah. So. There, yeah, there's some weights that are not. I mean, I don't know. Particularly inspired. Maybe there's some weights this year, but in the past, I've been like, this guy's ranked 16th. He, he'll, he could, he's gonna upset the apple cart at NCAs. I don't see that this year. You know how I know I brought this up earlier in the year is because I made this point about 
how the first year I was ranking, Drake Hudeschel was in and out of the rankings that entire year. And yeah. he was really good, and he was in and out of the rankings. I remember saying that a couple months ago, mm-hmm. talking about the just it's just not as good as it was a couple years ago. But a couple years ago, it was amazing. You know, Jordan Oliver one year was like ninth or tenth in the pound for pound. Yeah, and you know it was just like a crazy year where you had multiple multiple NCAA champions. So it's not it's I hope and probably and I believe that it's probably just cyclical and things like for, that for sure. Go. And it's it's weight too, right? It's like it's a it's a situation because eighty four is wonderful. Seventy uh, four is good. Thirty three is really fun. Um, you know, twenty five is one is strangely one of the weaker weights. Bring up thirty three. Just bring it up. Just bring it up. You know, you have this, but you know, you can just stare over my shoulder. You know, like there's guys. Connor Schramm's an All-American. There's guys at 33 that I'm like, they're they could upset upset people at the yeah at the dance. Earl Hall's a two-time AA, ranked 12th. Since you hate the 12th ranked guys. Okay. So far, All-American. Now I don't. There's a case to be made there, though. There's a point to be made there. Earl Hall is having a terrible year. Yes. You can't just say Earl Hall is really good and he's ranked 12th. Right. No, no, you're Earl, right. Earl Hall's having a terrible year. Yeah. And he's that's probably, I don't know, probably a little liberty of, with him being 12th. Yeah, is it? I don't know. Mm-hmm. He beat, he beat. well, the thing is, he beat Jamal Morris, who's ranked 14th this year, which maybe that's a sign of something. Yeah, he's not been good this year, period. But 12th is probably fair. Um, so really, and, you know, Iowa State um, – you know that art; those articles come out. Did you see those, Willie? I was state. Yeah. Um, you don't. See, you do not see this in wrestling. No, you don't. And 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 that's. It's a good segue to Peters. We'll talk about this, and then we'll talk about Peters. But you right. You don't see this in wrestling, and you should. You really should. Yes. Um, and it's something I've been saying for a long time: is that most programs do not really care about the performance of their wrestling team. And so I think what you're saying is you don't get public comments from an AD regarding their performance, plus or minus, good or bad, about their wrestling team. And and specifically as it pertains to the coach, the coach's and, evaluation. And, and the job, right? That. Now, obviously, obviously, um, Iowa State's having – a terrible year. They're one and seven. Terrible year. I, I, like I had for whatever, for whatever I did to God, He has made me hang out with Sion a bunch the past couple weeks, right? And Sion's an alumni of Iowa State. He was on the team with <laughs> meant to be a Hawkeye. That's another. Sto- That's another story. <laughs> That's another. story. No, let's tell it. But then we got to get him to tell it. But Sion, I don't like. I don't want to tease it. Sion was planning on going to Iowa. So yeah, Sion's from New York. He's from Jamaica and went to New York, started wrestling in high school. And then he was like, I'm going to Iowa, be a Hawkeye. And then, but he goes to Iowa State, and like the bus takes him to Iowa State, and he's like, okay, I'll just go here. Basically, that's how it happened, right, Willie? <laughs> yeah, I mean, I, I'm here. All right, well. He said he was on the campus tour when he got there, and they were like Hawkeyes or Cyclones, and he's like, I thought we were the Hawkeyes there. Like, uh, that's down the road. He's like, eh. Let's go here. here. This is Iowa State. I'll just go here. I'll just go here. So, Sion went on the wrestling team. Bobby Douglas kicked him off a couple times. Not kicked him him off. off. Cut. Cut him. Because, I mean, Sion's a square dude. Like, he, like, he does everything he's supposed to. You know, Sion's salt of the earth. But 
he wasn't that great of a wrestler. Never developed from neutral. <laughs> yeah. I just made that up. So, uh, anyway, <laughs> the point of this is Sion is a – he loves Iowa, Iowa State. State. And, he, and so all I hear about it this year is, man, I can't believe – I can't believe we're this bad. I can't believe we're this bad. I can't believe we're this bad. And I think their fans can't believe that they're that bad either. Um, you know – I go back and forth on Iowa State. So do I. I've always defended kind of like, well, they don't have great regular seasons, but sometimes there were a couple years where they really showed up at NCAAs. And I'll tell you what, Kevin Jackson alluded to that. Very subtly, he go. He said, one of the quotes was, Pollard is concerned about our regular season dual, when you don't perform in dual meets. Right. Kind of, very subtle, like, we, we get it done in March, or we will get it done in March, and maybe they do, maybe they don't, but um, their individuals are down this year too, right? I mean, yeah, they're, they're not having, they're, no, they're not having a strong year. But you know, I, I I I wrestle with how, what should the standards at Iowa State be? Also, I feel like this is. I feel like the parallel there is like they're Notre Dame football in a way in that they had this great tradition. They've done really well. And the, the situation around the school, I think it limits how good they can be. I don't think you can't get the best guys in to Notre Dame. The best athletes don't want to go there. You're not in a fertile recruiting ground. Iowa, uh, they're the number two team in Iowa, a, a, a program or a state that is not ripe with blue chip talent right now. They're not a big athletic brand. And the kids that are in high school now, they don't know that. They just know, yeah, Iowa State used to be good. They didn't grow up seeing the tradition. So I don't – Iowa State, in my opinion, will never win NCAA. Completely different. Disagree. Go ahead. Uh can they win? NCAAs? Can that program win NCAA? Uh, I don't. I, let's let's not set the bar at win NCAA. Well, let's start let's there. Set the, I, I can. Let's set the bar at beating Cal Poly. Okay. Right, right. But I'm saying, if you're if you're an Iowa State alum slash fan, and you're like, we should be up right there with Penn State. We used to be getting second and third. I don't. Th- I think those they days, used to be getting second and third. Yes, I, I think not those, too long ago. Those days are gone. Okay. Well, they're getting eleventh now. Mm-hmm. They've been getting eleventh. I think that's the. I think and it's not far away from uh, getting eleventh. Is one wrestler away from getting sixth? I mean, um, I'll say this: their ceiling is like a Virginia Tech. Maybe it is, but why aren't they doing that? They're a long. They, they don't hold hey, a candle to Tech. Well, they beat them last year in a duel. Yeah, that they sat a bunch of guys. But anyway, I know. Um, what, but but you're you're contradicting yourself with the recruiting thing because they have I know. they have kids from every corner of the country. And that's why they I got was, a kid from Pennsylvania. They got Michigan. a kid from Illinois. A kid from Michigan. A kid from they got man. Well, they didn't have Mantonona. <laughs> they did have Mantonona, uh, right? But they're, they're recruiting. They're they're recruiting Oregon. Yeah, really well. I was gonna say, and that's why I was gonna say that's why I wrestle with it because part of me is like I don't know if they'll ever get the guys there, and then I'm like they are getting. Really good wrestlers there consistently. Now they're not working out every time, but they're they're getting guys. So part of me is like they can be they can be a perennial top ten team and 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 uh, and, they, a, and a five ish 
or five-ish sometimes. I mean, you're that's compared, what I agree with that. You, you, that's you, what you, I'm saying. Okay, but they're not they're not going to be Notre Dame thinks they should still be winning national titles, and probably some Iowa State fans think that's what they should be doing. That's not realistic. Um, you know, they under Kale they took second, correct? Like multiple times, second, mm-hmm. second, third, right? Yeah. And you say that they kids don't remember that legacy. I mean, maybe they do. You know, but the they're attributing it to the guy that's in Happy Valley. I mean, why now. is Austin Gomez going to Iowa State? Why is Jared Verclaren going to Iowa State? I have no idea. Why? Okay, so there is obviously an attraction. Kane Store and Ian Parker and like these guys. Um, G. Graham. Yeah, I don't know. I don't know. Iowa State can be great. Iowa State can be great. the The larger point is. The larger point is. Um, you know what, what you're saying about fertile recruiting ground. I was, I was okay. I was Hawkeyes are doing all right. Yeah, because they're the number one brand. They wrestle in Carver Hawkeye Arena. They have a a long, they have a much better tradition than than Iowa State. I mean, you can't compare those brands. You can't compare. Maybe you, no, but Iowa hasn't won a title in like six years. They're they're in the mix every single year. They have huge moments every single year. They have iconic wrestlers every year. Yeah. They have big moments. Uh, yeah, you can't compare those two. Okay, but the larger point, right, is that you don't often hear comments like that coming from an AD. Yes. And so it's admitted that there was a conversation. Yeah. And KJ, to his credit, he said, it's not my duty. I don't know. I don't feel comfortable explaining what the conversation was that's that's on Pollard um but there was a conversation yeah yeah and what i said what i've always said is that colleges need to hold their wrestling coach and their wrestling program accountable um more than they do because you see these coaches that um they're, you know, you know they're going in the wrong direction. They're not producing the way they should produce. And like, just as long as you know the kids get, are getting good grades or, and they're not getting in trouble, that's not the threshold that we should hold. Yeah. Um, Don't get arrested. You know. Oh. Yeah, yeah. They went 0 and 19 in duels, but no one even got arrested. No, no, they're fine. The APR is great. APR is great. Um, that's not the threshold that we should be holding. So, um, to perfect transition, I believe. To the pit story. Wow. This was a uh, number one stunner. I was, I had no idea this was coming. Obviously, it was a, well, cr- crazy development and some really interesting hijinks surrounding it. First of all, you never see. Hijinks. I don't hear that word too often. Yeah, and you don't see coaches fired, wrestling coaches fired in January often. Yeah. So, to be honest, um, I don't want to. You know, I don't want to cut down Jason Peters, um, but Pitt is a school exactly like Iowa State that should be performing and and should always have been performing better than they have been, better than they are. Um, And so, you know, we're here at Flow headquarters and we start getting texts and we start getting DMs and stuff and we're like, you know, hey, uh, I heard Jason Peters is out at Pitt. Well, I, you know, I'm not happy for Jason Peters, you know, Jason Peters is a good guy, yeah. but 
to me, it, I said to myself, good, the AD is finally saying, hey, we should hold ourselves to a standard. Um, we're in a good position here. And we could talk, I've, we've talked all the time about how great a location um, Pitt is with the hubs of Akron, um, Northeast Ohio, and Western Pennsylvania. It might be the most fertile recruiting ground in the country. Um, and they just don't perform. And so I thought that was, uh, to me, I was like, ah, hey, they're finally holding them accountable. No. They're, they're finally holding them accountable for a performance-based thing. Oh, my first thought was someone did something really bad. Well, I did not. Silly I, me. You don't fire people in January for performance. I mean, especially in wrestling. Really, any sport, you hardly ever see it. But in the middle of the year, makes no sense. So I, my spidey senses began tingling a little bit. And then story comes out. Tingling spidey senses. Some, some craziness. This happened at Midlands, apparently. Some, I don't, I don't even know if I, how much we want to get into it. But there was... Backpages.com, are you familiar with this site? Backpages? Is that what it's called? What is it called, from, Kyle? Brack, you're from West Virginia. You know about everything. You know anything about Pitt? Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. He's, <laughs> he's from West Virginia. He doesn't like Pitt. He has a mean chant, he says. I, he should. About don't say it. Eat spit. Don't, sp- eat spit, Pitt. He don't say spit. Oh. <sighs> I cleaned it up for daytime television. Thanks. Thanks. So, all right, there's a call at 2.30 a.m., there was money stolen by three women, apparently, but then they're like, we don't want to press charges. Ladies of the evening? I'm, I'm Perhaps. Perhaps they were ladies of the evening. It certainly was the evening, and they were confirmed ladies, but I'm not going there. <laughs> they lost $300. You're not going there. You just said it. Well, it was, you know, never mind. Anyways, but I don't know what Peters had to do with that. Maybe he knew about it and didn't wasn't forthright or maybe just the fact that it happened on his watch um but either way the situation merited him getting canned so he's out so what do you know about it what do you what do you where do they go from here coker and headley coker and headley there do you think they stay with them you have any intel well it's a very coveted position yeah a lot of people want it and i think for that reason Unless Coker and Headley just light it up this this last bit, they're probably going to move on. Do you think they're going to move on? I mean, you're good at news gathering, right? But um, I'm just taking this view from I don't know anything. And my view is they've always been an internal program. Like they've always that's what Peters was. Peters. They always hired from within. So I don't new know. AD though. New AD. There's a new AD. Yeah. New sheriff in town. So. If they open a national national search, there's going to be high high quality candidates. That's the thing. There's a so I think there's going to be so many people interested inquiring about it that they're going to be like, "Hey, we have a chance to get X or Y or Z." And then Pitt's not going to do good this year. They maybe won't get an All-American. It's up to Forrest. He's probably their only shot. I don't see Campbell. I don't see Solomon. Um, yeah, I don't see it happening. So they don't get an All-American, I think it's a pretty good reason for them to say, okay, we're moving on. We're going to try to get some new blood in here. And they're going to have – there will be no shortage of options there. there there's, I, got a, I got a DM from um, – I got a DM from the head coach of, of Northampton uh, High School, right? And they have a kid, um, Seth Lisa, who wrestled at West Virginia, um, wrestled – 
back in the day, District 11, you know. But he has a kid going there next year, signed there, and he's like, hey, what's the situation? I don't. I said, I don't know. I don't know what the situation is, but, you know, if if they open up to a national search, it's going to be great. Great, though. Pitt is Pitt's, uh, Pitt is a, is a sleeping giant, I think. Absolutely. There's no Power reason. Power 5 conference in Pittsburgh, Pennsylvania. Um, fully funded and then some. The funding situation is great. I was able to figure South, that out. Southwest PA Wrestling, Northeast Ohio Wrestling, right in the middle. And we're, you know, it's, it's one of the few, it's one of the few colleges that are, that's in a city. Right, like a Penn State's in the country, and I was not in the country, but it's not exactly a bubbling metropolis. Stillwater in the country, so uh, some kids are attracted to city campuses. Right, so there's that as well. So more to come on the pit situation. Probably won't get a resolution there for months and months. Well after NCAA's, the way these things drag on in wrestling forever. They they fired Mark Cody the week before practice starts. Yeah, like a bunch of chumps. That was stupid. That was stupid. Um, okay, so um, we're 24 minutes into the show, and we haven't really talked wrestling yet. We haven't. We haven't th- talked about a match. Well, we, we talked about backpack. We should do that. We mentioned backpack. The big story, the hugest story, Mark Hall, red shirt removed. It was a great um, – it, it, was, it was dramatic in that the, as soon as you get to Iowa City, it's like – Anyone you talk to, what's going to happen? What are they yeah. going to do? I, And then, you know, towards the end there. So the day before, I got like probably four or five people who are like, it's happening, it's happening, it's happening. And then the day of, everyone else I talked to were like, no, it's for real. It's really happening. Yeah. It's really happening. And then, you know, sure enough, it happens. And mm-hmm. he come, walks out the tunnel. And then he's got a match to wrestle. And yeah, he goes down. And we can pull up. Uh, well, I think his one. phone was probably getting blown up too. Are you wrestling? Are you wrestling? Are you going? But yeah. here's so he comes out and he's got you know a pretty tough guy, all American Alex Meyer, and it comes out great. He gets the first takedown. He looks pretty good, um, but in the end, ultimately loses Willie. And you know, I I said this. I ate lunch with with some people, and I was like, you know, if they do it, that is a tough, tough first varsity match. Carver Hawkeye, that place was insane. I mean, that that place was. Good. Well, I I made a point to like look around to find empty seats. I couldn't find any. I'm sure it wasn't their biggest crowd ever, but I couldn't find an empty seat. So he gives up this counter takedown, and then later on gives up the reattack high crotch. And I don't know if it was a nerves thing, as a size thing, or you just say Meyer beat him. You know, Meyer straight up beat him there. Um, so I I. It was one of the biggest surprises that maybe we shouldn't have been surprised about, Willie. Uh, I don't think I don't think it's insanely surprising. No. Um, I do think that first of all, Carver Hawkeye is its own animal. It's its own. It's its own thing, right? That the home mat advantage is real there. It might be one of the best home field advantages in sports sports, in right? sports and i'm not i'm not saying that to take anything away from iowa i'm not saying i'm not taking anything away from brandon Sorensen or alex myers but it's real right i think yeah. we can agree with that no question uh, um that being said i th- 
I think it was Mark Hall was visibly not himself, especially in the third period. And I know Mark, right? He's. But are there reasons for that? Is it just nerves? Or is it right? He wasn't near as fluid and loose as he was in say the scuffle, right? Um, and you saw him. You saw him get here and just kind of lose it. You saw him. Myers takes a not a great shot, and he just goes to his butt. Yeah. I mean, that's that's not Mark, typical Mark Hall stuff. No, I was I disagree. I think I think coaches around the country that have relevant one seventy four pounds are watching that and are saying, "High crotch, head outside." That's how you beat him. That's how Price took him down. That's how um, Meyer took him down. He he's too. But right now he's just clinging, hanging on there, squeezing for stalemates. You shoot head inside on Mark, it's often a stalemate at best. If you're head outside, there's 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 something there. He's not yeah, he's I, not I stopping mean, those. That's not a per, perhaps perhaps you're right. I'm just saying his feet weren't moving like typically does. Um, I, Mark Hall's gonna be fine. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I mean, there was um. Maybe a little bit of myopia going around after he loses. Oh no, there was a lot. There oh. was a lot of ridiculous things being said. A lot of a lot of bad takes. Like, oh, you know, this backfires. <laughs> what is it backfire? He lost one match. He lost one match it, to a, a a kid, an, an all American. This is this decision wasn't to win a duel in Iowa. No, by the way, guys. Yeah, it was it was to win NCAA's to give them another bullet, another title contender, and he's ranked 11th right now, but. He's a title contender. Yeah. He can win NCAAs this year. I mean, he's beaten four and five, right, or something like that. Five and six and um, you know, fourteen. He's beaten uh, good guys. Before but, we, before we continue though, like about, with Iowa, Penn State, did you see the real Buto? Because okay, so Hall has pinned Price. Yes. And uh, did you see that? Fall? Yeah. Number yeah. Let's go number five, real Buto. This is um. The the Lehigh Cornell duel and Price. Uh, I, this was like a tie match right now. Four in four the, in the closing seconds of the battle. There's maybe like I fifteen abso- seconds left. Oh, is that what it was? Fifteen seconds. I absolutely yeah. hate non-control falls. Well, hate him. But man, look how he's playing with dice here, or play, rolling the dice here, playing with fire, rolling the dice. There. I mean, this is a move. Rebuto is is going for that though. Sure, I just okay. hate it. What what do, what do you hate about it? Should you? Just, I just hate non-control falls. Well then. Go do jujitsu or something where they just they just lie on their backs. No, if you love, no, I'm not you, doing jujitsu. Well, you hate wrestling because you don't even like pins I'm anymore. I'm not smashing pumpkins in the garage. Okay, I don't know what that means. Have you seen Step Brothers? Yeah, I don't see Step Brothers. I thought Smashing Pumpkins was a band reference. What do they they carve up something? They smash watermelons or something? What's that have to do with jujitsu? That's karate. Know. Wow, Willie, that is. Bad, bad reference there by you. Um, That's karate, well, or something, is, some sort of martial art. They're having karate on Flow Combat this week. It's a real thing. Karate. Daniel Larusso is going to fight. <laughs> He's going to fight. Mm-hmm. All right. Um, can All you right. get back on topic? Can you get back on topic? Um, Hall red shirt. What else do you want to <laughs> go with there? Well, I mean, we let's talk about. Uh, <laughs> You want to talk about Luke Gardner? I don't know. Do you? I, 
Why not? I want to talk about everything. Let's be clear here. I want to talk about all the topics, all the sensitive hot button things. I only get I only get uh, pushback sometimes. If we censor ourselves, this is the censorship's coming from this guy. Uh, Luke Gardner went ham. He went out of Tell pocket. Tell him who Luke Gardner is. Luke Gardner is a Penn State wrestler, but he's also apparently Mark Hall's roommate. And he went nuts on Twitter after Mark lost. Yeah. He was like, he called. So Imar sent a relatively, what I think was like, it wasn't like a too disrespectful tweet. I didn't think it was that bad. He said, he's like, I've been saying it, you know, college wrestling is college just different. It's just different. Right? Which, which is true. It's true. You got it. It's a fight every time. I don't think he, I don't. I didn't read that and be like and thought Imar was saying he's not ready for college wrestling. It's just like yeah. it's different. Okay, so Luke Gardner, Luke Gardner calls him a sissy and I know blah, blah, blah. that's not what he called I'm not, him. I'm not gonna say. You want me to say the word? I'll say the word. Don't say the word, but don't say he called him a sissy when he called him a cat word. Let's call it a cat word. <laughs> He said, he said Mark would beat you, you cat word. To Isaiah Martinez, he says this. Okay? So that was pretty, what? Is that that funny? <laughs> Come on, get it together. Can you be, cat word! Everyone knows what cat I mean. Cat word! Everyone knows what I mean, but don't say he says sissy, because that was He said pussy. Oh, my God. Offended was me. cat word not clear? I, we, this show needs a backbone. Why this show needs a backbone. Cats have backbones so everyone knew what i meant anyways we're not gonna say i'm not i will i will not participate in a show in which you say cat word okay well too late it already happened um so so luke first he says first match at carver hawkeye cut him some slack and then he goes mark would beat you you cat word okay pussy then then I thought we established this. I then Tyler Berger say that word. Tyler Berger. Will you say that word? No, I will never. Nah. T- Tyler Berger then says, like he responds. Tyler Berger oh, from the top row. Hold on. So Imar then responds after he gets called the cat word. He says, "I can't hear you from the bench, boy." To Luke Gardner. That was pretty good. Pretty good. Okay. Then Tyler Berger says, "CP's all in on Twitter." A bunch of emojis. And then Luke Gardner goes, yo, burger, hashtag Nolf, which, you know, that's real. You know, Nolf's there. But it's like, anyways, I guess my point here is he was out of pocket and he was like that guy. Like, if I, if I, if all my friends were like, you know, big MMA fighters and you're like that guy that you're kind of riding. You're the, like in their entourage. Yeah. It's like, yeah, yeah, yeah. You can talk all this trash because Jason Nolf and Mark Hall and Bo Nickel are on your team. Yeah. But it's like. I don't know. I, I, I thought it was pretty. Then I find out. Then I don't the, know. Then the next morning, get this. I'm getting up, getting ready to leave. And Bader's like, yo, this this Gardner kid called you retarded. I'm like, what? I'm like, no, he didn't. And I go back and look. And he I'm okay sh- with that. He, sh- <laughs> he sure enough did. He, he called you? He called me the R word. Oh, because of my tweet, right? Yeah. Because I was saying something about and he I wasn't got, ranked. And, and ra- I, I got and confused. Then, yeah. And yes. And then he called me retarded. And then. Should we care about this? Should I mean, not care. Should we. 
should we like be like Gardner's a bad person, or should we be like he's sticking up for his guys? Like, who? So he called Imar a pussy. I think it's topical, if nothing else, to have. No, a, okay, it's very topical, to and, have I'm, a, and I'm glad we're talking about it. By the way, go nuts on Twitter. I love it. Say stuff, you know, people have been talking burger oh burger has said stuff on twitter uh, terry and and uh uh montoya and now luke gardner and there's this person tweeting it so what i mean i'm not saying be out of pocket but say what you want to say say what you want to say he hey he didn't hold it well except he deleted everything i mean that's probably because kale came down the next day, Kale probably went like this. And Luke was like... Right? I mean, you gotta assume... He had to assume that they were gonna take them down, but... Um, so, do you hold it against him? You think, this kid's an idiot. Or, I mean, he did call you retarded. Yeah. So, you probably are a little personal. But Well, you, my favorite part was, like, he's like, if you, don't have, if you got a problem with it, at me. And then he didn't even at me. He didn't even at you. He didn't even at me. That's just not even I mean, proper etiquette. Call, don't call me that behind my back. At least at me. He probably He's probably going to at me really soon. But anyways, that was a really... You just don't see that with Penn State, like, ever. No. Ever. No, no one gets out of pocket there. No. Bo Nickel had a mild celebration after he pinned it, and Kale was like, nah, no. Oh, did he? Do, yeah. Did Kale say something? He was like, stop. Like, really? Yeah, because Bo gave one the Hogan, the Hollywood. Hey, Taylor all the time was right oh, here. Oh, DT was wild. He loved it. Um, but anyway, it was Bo was really fired up. Anyways, so yeah, he's toned it down a little bit. All right. Speaking of, let's p- pull up that nickel uh, match. Um, a lot of there's a lot of screenshots going on. Bo nickel. He was pinned. The wrong call was made. <laughs> the wrong call clearly. Brooke. Listen, I there's some Iowa fans that want Bo called for the fall here. Was he pinned? First of all, no, he was not pinned. Second, Second of, of all, late. non-controlled falls. That was that was a non-controlled fall. That was a that was a controlled fall there. But this was man, Brooks did everything but finish this. I thought it was a a great attack by him. I there. thought it was too. Uh, Bo's just funky and um, weird. Not weird funky. Man. He's so resourceful and. Resourceful. I would like to say, you know, Iowa fans might like to say that it was flukish or this and that, but that's what Bo does all the time. He's He has like a billion pins this year. Slight exaggeration. No, he pins people. So, yeah, he kind of, man, the place was nuts at that point. But we got to get into the match of the duel, Willie. Which was what? Oh, Sorensen? Which was I, what? I, because the reason I said what, which was what, is because I thought you were going to go to your baby match that you've been talking about since Vietnam. What, Gilman? Gilman, yeah. Suriano? But we do have to talk about that. We do have to talk about that. You know why I want to talk about it? Because of what we just saw happen at 125. Because he can go with him. Right? I don't know what you're talking about. Never mind. All right, for, let's pull up. Let's pull up uh, number two, Zane Sorensen. Let's talk about this match a little bit. What? At what point were you like, "Wow, this is really a match"? Um, the second takedown. Oh wow! So you were you were a little late to it. Oh, so you were ba- all ba- in before that. No, Bader was all in. 
Zane got a caution, and he looks at me, and, like, Bader was like, something's up. Something's up with Zane. Like, something's – he's he's like, this place just, like, changes people. Yeah. I'm like, really? He's like, yeah. And then that was before the takedown, uh, the first takedown. Then this high cross. This is the second one, right? This is the second one. But, man, Brands talked about it. This guy, competitor, comes out, immediately escape takedown, and – kind of takes the match away how does that even happen he gets taken down cuts just dives in on a shot dives on a shot completely extended and finds a way to finish it this was a crazy match you will so this was by far the loudest carver got was when he got these these escapes i thought the place was gonna explode of all things that was the craziest uh how easily Sorensen escaped it wasn't easy. He got ridden out here. Um, but he, there were... On a, several occasions, On occasions, though. he did get away, and he'd never done that before. There was no riding time. I mean... Right. He got away in time. So he he went under. Look at Zane's red... Although his face does get red. Crazy, crazy match to see him push. But for, for Zane to gut that out, that was... Carver tagged Zane. They said, it's your turn. You are the next victim. You are Jordan Oliver. Yeah. It's your time to lose here, Zane. I'm sorry. Yeah. But the Zane. Carver gods decided it was Zane, and he he fought them He's, off. Yeah. Yeah. Um, how do you – so what do you make of it going forward? Do you say Sorensen can beat Zane? No. No, me neither. I say Big Tens will be an awakening. Mm-hmm. Um. I don't think it'll. I don't think it'll happen again. It was so. I don't think so. I, sort of frustrating. Not frustrating, but a week ago we watched Sorensen and Kalika patty cake play patty cake ten minutes for twelve minutes, and this weekend they both come out firing. Like Kalika was just shooting, shooting, scoring points, and Sorensen's taken down Rutherford two times. I mean, uh, yeah. So Kale unintentionally kind of let it slip. That, did you listen to the press conference? No. So he's like, you know, Zane wasn't feeling the best. I shouldn't. He's like, he immediately like walked it back. Like he regrets yeah, I heard that. throwing that out there. But um, he was probably not feeling well. And maybe I'm. Maybe that's. We'll find out at Big Tens, guys. We'll find out if 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 that's the new reality. Um, is that yeah. Zane and Sorensen are on the same level? We'll Color find me, out. We'll find out. Yeah. But color me shocked that, as you mentioned, a week before he can't take down Anthony Kalika once, who is great right now. Re- Kalika is wrestling well, but we're talking about Zane Rutherford. Okay, this guy doesn't get taken down, and he got taken down twice. So what changed? Did Brandon Sorensen turn a corner and get on Zane Rutherford's level in a week, or is there probably something else going on? <clears throat> It's probably and, and and the gargoyles in Carver Hawkeye, right? I mean, there's, there's spirits there. So, <laughs> so um, but we'll find out. We'll if fi- if the Haw- if Hawkeye fans are listening to this and being like, "Hey, you're totally um, negating," you know, you're totally downplaying Sorensen, and their gap is closed. Okay, we'll find out at Big Ten. We'll find out. That's my evaluation of the match, and you know what? We'll find out. Um, Theoretically, he should take it to Micah Jordan if this this Friday, if you know, man, he's on that level. We could we could talk about matches. All, I, I guess we can talk about 
Ohio State, Iowa on Thursday. But I'm, I just really want to talk about it. We can, I mean, we can do a little now, a little later. Um, but I think there's other things we do need to get into. Zane Sorensen, we touched on that. Gilman. Gilman. Gilman I, don't, I don't know how much there is to say, honestly, other than Gilman was never really threatened. Um, what? Uh, just Gilman just, and I love it, but this time he was not very truthful in his comments. Oh, what did he say? He said he chased Soriano around a mat. There was a time that was in the match that was true, and there was a time that the I opposite was true. I don't. Yeah. I think. I think. I think early on, I think Soriano was getting his bearings and was not, and was being a little evasive. Then I think the exact was true for Soriano at the end. I think his confidence grew a little bit. Um, but this is what I've always been saying about Gilman. It's like everyone thinks he's just this point scoring machine. If he's with someone on his level, it's a it's a one takedown match, basically every time. Maybe, I think every, maybe um, Gilman had that built into his head going into the match. What? I think Gilman had it built into his head, and I don't. I'm not saying somebody built that into him. I'm saying. Perhaps he came up with it on his own, but built what into his head that it was going to be a really tough close match, and it, and it had to be or, because his comments pre-match were, "I have to win this, no matter what." Right, and it wasn't like I'm gonna. He's a true freshman. Right, he's it, it wasn't learn. like it wasn't like I'm gonna beat him to a pulp. I'm gonna score points. I think I'm he respected pound him. him. I think he respected him, and he went out there and he got a takedown and then coasted. And I don't – I'm not saying that he would have – I'm not saying Gilman can take Soriano down at will. I'm saying he took him down once and then he stepped off the gas. Yeah. Um, and, there, you know, there's a, there's a school of thought, the train of thought, that with each successive timeout, um, so when Soriano gets his hands on him, he'll learn and make adjustments, and maybe by the end of the year, Soriano can beat Gilman. Um that's one train of thought, right? That's a the, uh, that's a Penn State optimist um, view of things. Um, Just say it out loud. True freshman against the number one guy in the country, a fifth-year senior in Carver Hawkeye Arena. And it was a one-point match, and you were chasing him at the end. How many true freshmen step into that environment? The most impressive thing of the whole match was, was Suriano stood in the middle. He didn't get pushed around. You can say that. Gilman, Eva- eva- he evaded a little, but he never was on the edge. He wasn't out physical either. Like no, but um, now all that being said, I don't know. Soriano never threatened. He had one sort of kind of shot. He got his hands to legs. He never got a lock. So you can tell me that you can tell me that it was a close match. You can say that everything was against Soriano. You can say all these things. You can say every time, you know, you can say that Suriano will have a higher learning curve and it benefits him more the more times they meet. But I've seen nothing of evidence that says Suriano can take him down. Yeah, maybe not. They're, yeah. I guess it's one of the most intriguing matches for sure. And then you have Joey Dance out there that... Who, you know, we have he hasn't seen... 
you know, Dance has wrestled tough guys, but really when there's only three contenders, yeah. which I believe there's only three, he, he hasn't hit the other two. That's right. And he won't. Okay, so at any point. I, w- I mean, man, they lose Stoll. That sucks. That was such a like a. I like, know to see and because not only is it, it it kind of it hurts the team race, it hurts Iowa, but the kid the kid that's what that's right because um, you now it's the same knee the same thing is it ever gonna get it's like a it's like the band aid right like once it tears once it's messed up can it ever be I don't know I'm not a I'm not a doctor, but like I've seen, I don't know what I don't know what ACLs do. I don't know what knees do, but I I know that kids you have some idea what knees do. I know that kids have had repeated multiple surgeries on the same shoulder, and after the second one, it seems to be good. Yeah, I don't know. And this is why I just I just hope for Sam's thing. Yes, you know, kid loves wrestling. He's really good, and you know he took. He wrestled the end of that match with a jacked up knee. You know, it was it was torn then, and that's you know that's kind of why he lost the match too. You know, yeah, and you, you know what's another um, interesting point, and and it sort of makes me mad because of the nine point nine deal. I don't know, but this is a whole other thing. But Iowa, Penn State, both. Two top programs in the country, right, on an annual basis. Iowa is going to be left with zero real heavyweights. Penn State has to start George Carpenter. Yeah, at thirty-three. I mean, the way college wrestling is, you can say, well, you know, a lot of the top teams build up and they hog all the talent, and sometimes yeah. not. Yeah, I mean, a year ago, people. I, I saw something complaining about why do we not have better depth at heavyweight. And I was like, it was, it was like a complaint about the coaching staff for not having more depth. I'm like, uh, let's talk about Penn State's depth at heavyweight one year ago because they had to get pull a guy off the football team. Yeah. It's it's not that you know easy to do. Holloway is a solid backup type of guy. Well, he's not big enough yet either. He's not big enough. I, and, you know, I liked Holloway coming into this year as a 97. Yeah. I thought he would have had a nice year. And I think maybe, you know, if Stoll stays healthy, he might come in and take – might have come in and taken the job from Wilkie. Mm. I think that I think that was maybe in the works. And Wilkie's not a 97. He's an 84. I, I mean, that's right. So it, it happens. It's hard. It's hard to fill. It's hard. <sighs> For sure. Then 133, Willie mentioned George Carpenter, 133, is bananas right now. And it became bananas when Seth Gross beat Cade Brock and completely threw a wrench into that entire field from two through six or seven. And it, it left us with some uh, some pretty tough choices. And I we're, we kept Cade at two and, and Clark at three. But it's crazy because... Brock lost to Gross, beat Clark. Clark lost to Brock, but has been great forever and beat Michich. Michich mm-hmm. beats Gross, lost to Michich. Finkel is Einhorn. Right. Gross right. beats right. Brock, lose to Montoya. I mean, it's all of these inconsistent results, and you stack it up and you have to try to try to figure it out. Um, uh, I think you got it right. 
Yeah. Well, I think the main thing is there aren't many. Tomasello undefeated with a win over. Doesn't matter. He's number one. Right. Cade Brock, one loss. Corey Clark, one loss, which is to Brock. So, right, the rest of them, the rest of them have multiple losses. It, it kind of falls in line. Like, every guy looks up and there's a guy that beat him. Like, Clark lost to Brock, so he can't complain. Montoya is 0-2 against Clark. Gross lost to uh, Montoya. Um, Richards and Gross dev- yeah. never hit. And I think Richards and Michich are there's, there's separation there. Richards. I think it worked out well. Yeah. So that was um, that was my rankings nightmare, but it wasn't actually wasn't actually all that bad. Um, otherwise. All right. Talk about where you want to go next. You want to talk about um, Imar? Imar Massa. Yeah. Yeah. So they hit. Um, you said plus four. It was a two point one takedown win for Isaiah Martinez over Massa. I would say Massa really didn't get a whiff. Um, whiff of the, it was all. I think those matches mirrored each other. Gilman, Soriano, and Massa Imar were like yeah, mirror images. I didn't. I didn't think that. I am more surprised that it's a two point match. I mean, I'm, I am more less surprised that it's a two point match, and more surprised than that uh, it was three one. I thought it'd be like, if it's a two point match, I would say eight six. Like, yeah. I, those guys go. They go, but Imar so hard to score on. Uh, you know, he, he can. You know, he. You would think that with Jason Nolf too, right? But they had their last two matches were extremely low scoring. Their Big Ten final, I don't even think had a takedown. Well, their NCAA was kind of back and forth. I mean, but Massa. I think if there's a knock on Massa, maybe I don't know. Massa tries to score to the point that he's okay with giving up takedowns. So, I thought for sure there was going to be points there. Yeah, yeah. He just his uh, the book on Massa is he took down Johnny Sebastian twelve times the other day. Twelve times. That's insane. That's a lot of takedowns. Um, what I was gonna say, he if you're set up on that shot from space, I just feel like Imar is just like really prepared and just ready for it. And Massa's gonna need a different setup to take down Isaiah Martinez. There was one high crotch for Imar and. Negotiated the finish and that was it. Kind of, he got the takedown early and that was basically it. He wrote him out in in the first. Um, so that was basically that match. Uh, we should we should recap the Willie Pickums. I'm pretty sure we tied because. Well, who did I get right that you didn't? Richards Michich. That's what I get because I've always been like higher on Michich or higher on Richards than you, and then I just blew it. So that was the one that I said. It doesn't make sense to my own kind of thing, right? Recency? Right, right. So I picked um, I picked Gross. You picked Brock. You got that one wrong. We both picked Dance over Mueller. He majored. We both picked Price over Real Buto. Wrong. Um, you picked... We both picked Brunson over Amin, which happened, but then Brunson lost to Ingelkes or something. Trace Ingelkes. Ingelkes. Um, Massa Imar, we both took Imar, and then Michich Zane, we split. I took Michich, he took Zane, which was a really fun match actually. Zane refused to stop attacking. It was fun. Yeah, I, that's why I kind of, I figured he'd be mad after that Tomasello. Yeah, it was match. quite a response, and he's he's really strong too. 
All right. So one last thing I want to I want to ask you about. You know, I gotta I gotta sneak my high school stuff in here sometime. So this week at uh, Who's Number One Duels, which is went really well. Blair won for the second straight year, um, but Malvern Malvern beat um, Bergen. But anyway, so I guess my point is I want to ask you about the local guy back back home does a great job. Brad Wilson wrote this article about when forfeits. This was in response to who's number one duels, and he he wrote um, when forfeits are sort of acceptable. Like they're sort of you know a hometown paper. Mikey Labriola is ranked number one in the country. And he's getting forfeited to, and he's saying a lot of people locally come out just to watch Mikey, right? Uh, or not just to watch Mikey, but that's what they're looking forward to. And and then Mikey gets forfeited to a couple of times by the, you know, some two of the biggest schools, uh, two of the highest ranked schools in the country. And so his rationale is, Brad Wilson's rationale is, it's okay. He'll accept a, a, a forfeit when it helps you win the duel, but not when it's just to forfeit to their best kid. Yeah. I mean, forfeits are they're a problem, right? Yeah. I mean, I think they're they're terrible. And I get the, the strategy involved in, in bumping guys around, but I think it's one of the big if you're if you're Mr. Team Duel Meet and you think duels are the most amazing thing and they're the saving grace to wrestling, you don't see this in in college much, but in high school wrestling, it's it's hard enough in a dual meet to get the studs to hit. Um, and then when you've got these guys bumping around, it's like basically dual meets can't be maximized because coaches are always going to bump around and not try to hit guys and don't want to hit stud versus stud because it doesn't help them. We'll send this guy out here to go get majored so we can go pin up here. And then you end up with a bunch of athletic and wrestling mismatches and then it's like who, and then a dual meet, and the reason a dual meet's a pro, it's like who can create the most mismatches in this dual meet in these four. There's too many. That's that's what high school dual meets come down to. You never see it in college. You never see it. There's in only ten weights there's for ten, one. There's ten weights, and it's my stud versus your stud. There's no real running to a, uh, real running to a hole. I. Another problem is the issue you in have college. To weigh in. Yeah, the issue in college is guys just don't wrestle. Those, eh. Yeah, guys just don't wrestle. I'm not going to wrestle. It's not even I mean, a forfeit. The funny I'm not thing even is, weighing in. The funny thing is, in and and another thing, though, real quick, is that injuries. I've never seen so many injuries in high school. Uh, I, and Are there a lot? Man, I don't want to talk about – I don't want to be that dude that questions people's toughness, but I, guys sit out all the time. That's what – a couple weeks ago I tweeted – a couple weeks ago, I tweeted, you better be, like, half dead if you're going to miss a dual meet. And a lot of people thought I was talking about college. I was not talking about college. I was talking about a high school duel that I – and I'm not going to name names. But um, you see guys miss a lot. A lot more. When when I was – right, I'm going to go back there. Back in my day. Back in my day, you miss something. Your team let you know about it. Yeah. I don't know if that goes on anymore. Not with the, the studs? No, they call the shots. I mean, if I was going to miss something, I'd be called a, C, a cat word. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, Probably because you miss weight by 32 pounds. No, I only missed one one or two ever. Um, That's pretty bad. 
to let your team down twice? I mean, one was like, one was like a, like a against a team down the street that had three kids in their lineup. Didn't matter. Anywho, um, but there's a lot of kids missing matches. I don't, I don't get. And then in in high school, you're right. It becomes look. I know the numbers, right? I know what people want to see. What they what, what people don't want to see, and it's proven time and time again when you check traffic numbers. People do not are not interested in a dual meet between this team and this team, and they could have any number next to them in high school. you want. This is high school. One versus two. You could have one versus two in the country, but if it's going to turn into, I have the kid ranked sixth in the nation against your scrub, and then that team has the kid ranked fourth in the country against the other team's scrub. Nobody wants to see a bunch of kids get pinned. No one wants to see jockeying around and making forfeits so that um, so that you can win the duel. Yeah. It's just not palatable. Yeah. It's, yeah. I don't know how much more there is for me to even add other than uh, I agree. I agree. And it's. But, but, okay. But you made a good point. In in high school, they do that. They jockey around. Bump it in, up. In college, in college is like, oh, I got a hangnail. We're going to hold him out. We're going to hold him out. We're going to hold him out. Keep it. Eyes on. Hashtag eyes on March. Eyes on March. <laughs> and, and um, you know, there's no sense risk and injury. And. Um, you know, it it could play a role in seeding. Seeding. You know, you gotta wonder about seeding. You gotta worry about seeding. See, we really want that eight and nine then, spot. And then this is so this conversation that we're having. This is this is the coaching staff in the locker room, right? This is the coaching staff, but to the media, um, duels are the most important thing. Duels make our sport grow. We have to increase duels. Hey, wrestler X. Um, he had a bloody nose. Yeah, let's not let's not risk it. Yeah, he's dealing with a breakup. Yeah, dealing with a breakup right now. He has a test on hey. Monday. There is no cure for a broken heart, Willie. There is none. Let him sit. So yeah, that is, that's the problem. But then at the same time, it's tough to like question that because wrestling is. We just watched Sam Stoll's ACL tear in one match. Like uh, I don't I, right. I, okay, I get it. I get that. But don't be don't be contradictory. Mm. Don't be contradictory. Don't tell everybody that duels are the biggest thing and matter they they matter and that's how you save the sport and that's how you grow the sport by getting the, the you know, duels are the biggest thing and they bring in more people and you get local blah blah publicity and you bring kids into the gym and that's the most important thing. That's how we're going to grow the sport. And then every time a cold wind blows, you don't have your lineup out there. Yeah. No, it's it's really frustrating. It's really frustrating, and I wish, uh, I wish we didn't see it quite as much. But I think here's the – for me, the issue is it's always going to be like this now. It's yeah. all, it will never no. – so I think you can't say – because this happens every year. We have to stop saying that duels are going to save anything Be- <laughs> no. because it's not it, – you will never see the full product. And even if no one holds anyone out, just some guys will not be physically available because of the nature of the sport from November to March. No, I, absolutely. But uh, I said it 10 years ago when they started this mantra of duels matter. Yeah. And I'll say it now. It ain't going to change anything, and the coaches aren't going to do the coaches aren't going to change their ways either. No, I yeah, I agree. Um, they they've got a job to do, and it doesn't involve winning a duel in December. That's right. 
they get paid for for what happens. I can't wait for next show. Uh, listen, what if, and we'll talk about this next show. What if Iowa beats Ohio State? Ohio State beats Penn State. We'll talk about it next episode. Mm. We're going scenarios here. We're going scenarios. Yeah, because you you were a little. Mm, I didn't. You did presumptuous. You were very presumptuous. We'll talk about it next. We'll talk about your presumptuosity. On the next Presumptuation. show. Presumptuations, I should say. But for right now, we thank you so much for tuning into exactly 173 episodes of Flow Wrestling Radio Live. 174 will be brought to you by Kyle Crutchman. He's our honorary 174 pounder. He's on all our teams. Too. We will be back next Thursday. Willie has already gone on the record, committed to Thursday. Keep your eyes on Flow Wrestling. We've got a lot of good content. Going up all day, every day. Are we doing it like this? Like magic? Behind the back? Thank you guys so much, and we will see you next time.